Good morning once again, Renaissance Church. It is uh, truly uh, an honor and a privilege to be here this morning. So I want to just start out by, again, thanking God for this opportunity because without him, I won't be here. <laughs> um, and as you get to know me more, I'll share a little bit about my story, you know, which is a miraculous story. You know, born in a third world country in Liberia, uh, born right in the midst of civil wars happening for the first 10 years of my life. I was in, like I was on a run, constantly on the run because of civil wars. And somehow I was fortunate to make it through that experience and then uh, came to America um, eventually when I was 12 and then got saved at, at 15. Uh, felt the call of God to be in ministry. I said yes to God. God moved me to Providence a few years later and then moved around a little bit to Boston and some other places and then came back to Providence. And now I feel called to be planted in the city. You know, uh, so again, I praise God for that. I also want to uh, shout out your pastor, Pastor Scott, okay? Can you help me out? Can we clap it up for him, okay? I know that makes him feel uncomfortable a little bit. <laughs> We're not idolizing him, right? But the Bible says that we should honor those that deserve honor. And let me tell you, when you have people who are faithful to the mission, faithful to um, the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you have to honor them. You have to respect them. And Pastor Scott has paved the way for many of us, many church planters like myself who felt the call of God. Not just paved the way, but, uh, but to come alongside of us, to believe in us. Because not every pastor and church is like that. Okay, pastors sometimes can be territorial. Like, why are you down the street from us? And as if there's not like 200,000 people that we want to reach, Right? And I'm like, all we're doing is reaching like 500 or whatever, and then we feel like a revival's happening. Um, but Pastor Scott is not like that at all. He wants to reach this city. Like he said, he wants the church to be unified, to work together. Because church, we have work to do. Can I get an amen? We have work to do. So Pastor Scott, thank you and your team as well. Again, when we came on board, he supported us. His team supported us. When we need to help with videography, um, advice, he truly resourced us uh, to, to uh, be who we are now, uh, three years later. So, but before I get started uh, and dive into the word of God this morning, I'm going to have a friend of mine that came to our church, or that is a part of our church. He's almost like one of our elders, you know. This is his first time traveling with me, but I want him to come here and just kind of open up with a word of prayer, and then uh, we'll go into the word of God. As he's making his way up here, if you have your Bibles, just please turn to a very odd passage of Scripture in the book of Leviticus, okay? When was the last time you heard a sermon on Leviticus? I mean, we try to skip that book. That's the book in the Bible that we skip over because we don't know what's going on. But let me tell you, God gave me this powerful insight into that Scripture that I'm going to share with you that's going to bless your life. Leviticus 24 it's going to be our text this morning. So, Brother Jim Moss, can you please come and open us up in a word of prayer? Thank you, Pastor Percy. If all of you would be so kind, would you stand with me, please? 
Father God, we come to you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, and we, we're mindful, Lord, of your word where it says in Psalm 127, verse 1, that unless you build the house, we build in vain. And Father, the, today we ask that you would prepare our hearts so that we can partner with you, so that we can yield to the heeding and the calling and the prodding of your Holy Spirit so that what you're building in our lives is fit for your kingdom. Lord, you're building a habitation, a dwelling place, and each one of us a part of that dwelling place, Lord. So I ask today, Father, that you would help us to not just be hearers of your word, but Lord, bore down deep in our spirits. Let that word sink into us and be become part of who we are, who we are in you. Lord, your word says in Joshua that you will never leave us or forsake us, and we thank you for that today. We thank you for your presence here. We ask you to bless the, the word of God as Pastor Percy releases what you've given to him in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, y'all may be seated. Thank you so much, Brother Jim. So if you're very curious about my sermon title, you know, because I know there's some people like, once you see the title, you, you like pull out your Bible because you want to know what's going on here. What type of preaching is this pastor going to be talking about? You probably noticed my sermon title was called, We Need a Move of God. And maybe you're wondering, what does that have to do with the book of Leviticus, pastor? A move of God in that text? Um, to help you, I got to give this a subtitle as well that I didn't mention earlier. And if I had to give this a more specific subtitle related to this text, I will call it Lessons from a Lampstand. Lessons from a Lampstand. So let's read together Leviticus chapter 1, uh, chapter 24, verse 1 through 4. And it reads, it says that the Lord said to Moses, command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, to keep the lamps burning continuously. This is the lampstand that stands in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of Covenant. Aaron must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. He must, God says to him. This is a command. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be um, observed from generations to generations. Aaron and the priests must, somebody say must, must, must tend the lambs on the pure gold lampstand continuously. Somebody say continuously. Continuously. In the Lord's presence. Lessons from a lampstand. This passage of scripture came to me in a season in my life of seeking God for a move of God in my life personally. And I'm still on this journey right now. Uh, well over 210 days ago, I know I've been counting, 210 days ago, um, God impressed on my spirit to go on a journey that I call a journey of transformation. I reached a season in my life where I became desperate for God to do something supernatural 
I was here three years ago as a young church planter without many people. I think we had about 10 or 15 people or so. Without a lot of money in the bank. And all we had was a call of God and a dream and a vision. And over these three years, we've seen God do amazing things. We've seen God grow the church, save souls, bless us with a build and merge, all that stuff. But church, along this journey, it became very evident to me that unless the Holy Spirit does something supernatural, that our works are in vain. Along this journey as a young pastor, I began to experience what I'm sure Pastor Scott have experienced for many years. I began to interact with people who pray for a miracle, but they're not seeing a miracle happen. Come on, church, have you met someone like that before? Maybe you are here today and you are praying. You've been seeking God. God, I need you to heal me, right? But yet you're still battling through that. I come across people dealing with mental health issues, emotional health challenges, people in my church who are praying for a new job, who lost that job because of the pandemic, and they are seeking God. God, bless me with a job. God, provide for me. I've come across people, as I'm sure many of you have, and maybe this connects to you. Maybe you're here today, you're, and you can um, relate to what I'm talking about. People who are bound up to different types of addictions. People who are stuck in darkness and they're not able to get out. As I walk down Broad Street and Elmwood Avenue, the only phrase that comes to mind for me was like, God, I need a move of God. I need a supernatural intervention. Thank you for all that you're doing. But the obstacles in front of us is too great. The Goliath is too big. In the same way how you use your young servant David to defeat a giant. God, I need a move of God. I need you to move supernaturally, to heal people, to deliver people, to save souls. I can't do it, God. I can't do it in my own strength or abilities. And in that place of desperation, the Holy Spirit called me to be with him. He says, come and commune with me. Come and get to know me a little bit more. Come and be transformed because you are not where I want you to be yet. I'm not saying the move of God is because of you, but there is another level for you that you have not tapped into yet. And for you to tap into that next level, you need to spend time in my presence more. You need to get more in the word of God. You need to fast and pray a little bit more. And on that journey as I was doing that, I went on this 400-day process, and now, I'm, again, I'm over 210 days. Um, I reached a point, I was probably about day 100, when I reached a point, I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, God, this is hard. This fasting stuff is tough. This denying of self, of flesh, nothing sin, just things I would enjoy doing or whatever, like sports shows or whatever. I'm, like, I'm just going to put that away and get into the word of God today. I'm like, God, this is hard. Am I being legalistic, God? Am I like overdoing this right now? And then the Lord spoke this text to me because I was, I've been reading through when God spoke to people in the Bible. And then I came across this passage and then it jumped off the page to me. And today, with the time that I have, I want to encourage you briefly 
with what I believe will help us to experience a move of God in a powerful way. That's tucked away in this phrase that God communicated to Aaron. Let's look at the text together. It says that the Lord commanded the people of Israel to bring, well, he says, uh, Moses, sorry. He says, command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives to keep the lambs burning continuously. Look at verse three. It says that the lampstand that stands in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the ark of covenants. As I was looking at that lampstand that day, if you're not familiar with this text, the lampstand was just a lamp. I grew up, again, in my country growing up, we didn't have um, electricity like we have here, so we had to use the kerosene lamps. You, like, you ever seen those? The little lamp where you pour some kerosene or oil in it, and that's how you keep that lamp burning. In the same way, I was looking at this lampstand, and I noticed that this was not an ordinary lampstand. But the text says here that this was a lampstand that was close to the tabernacle. The tabernacle was where the Ark of Covenant was, where the presence of God dwelled in the Old Testament. That's where God would ascend and he would sit in the tabernacle and that was a special room, a special place that many people other than the high priest were not allowed to have access to. And here you have this lampstand that is sitting near the tabernacle, near the presence of God. And God began to speak to me as I was observing this lampstand. And God said to me, Percy, he says, the reason why you're seeking me the way you are, the reason why you're being so desperate is because you're trying to get close to my presence. He says, just like this lampstand that is right next to the presence of God. He says, I need you close to me. Church, the first point I want to make to you today from this text is that for you to experience the move of God in your life, for us to see the supernatural happen, we have to stay close to God's presence. We have to stay close to God's presence. We have to stay close to the word of God. We have to stay close to praying and to seeking the Lord. Listen, we live in a day and age that is filled with all kinds of distractions, that is constantly trying to pull us away from the presence of God. The devil knows that if I pull them away from God, if I distract them and they are disconnected from the presence of God, that they will be cold. Uh, they will not see the move of God. They will not encounter the presence of God. They will not endure. And God told me, Purse, I need you. That's what you're after here. The sacrifices you're making is to be close to my presence. And I'm here to tell you, Renaissance Church, that God is calling you closer today as a congregation Listen, I understand that it's been a rough two years. I get it. The pandemic was tough. It was difficult. But church, let me tell you, the pandemic is not more powerful than the presence of God. I don't care how it has distracted you. I don't care if you're not 
um, like if you haven't been in church for the last two years, guess what? You are here right now. And now is the time to draw near to God's presence. Now is the time to dig in a little bit deeper. Now is the time to be more faithful to your God. Because when you are near the presence of God, let me tell you, you position yourself to experience the encounters of God, to experience the supernatural move of the Spirit today. And for me, God says to me, Percy, this is what you're after. And sometimes to be close to his presence, you have to make some sacrifices in your life, church. There is no other way around it. You're going to have to be willing to disconnect yourself from toxic relationships that's keeping you away from God's presence. Sometimes you have to be willing to uh, shut off your, or rather like to change your busy calendar and begin to prioritize the things of God over the things that's going to benefit your life. You have to be willing to go above and beyond sometimes. Because God's presence requires us to be desperate to draw closer to him. The Lord revealed to me in this first point as I was looking at this lampstand in the tabernacle. It was close to the presence of God. If you can go back one more slide, let's go back to that scripture again. And then it says, God told Aaron to bring pure oil of pressed olives for the light. Pure, clean oil. These lampstands were special because of where they were located. So God was like, Aaron, we don't want you to use the same old recycled oil, but rather I need you to press pure, clean oil every single time when you pour it into this lampstand. And the Lord spoke to me as well about what I was going through and what I was experiencing. And if you can go to the next slide, please. God revealed to me that I was trying to pour fresh oil into my life. We need fresh oil into our life, church. You can't live on the same old recycled experiences of God that you had in the past. Praise God for what he did in your life when you were 13, 14, 15, 20 years old. But guess what? That was the past. God wants to do something new for the present, for right now. God, I want you to keep recycling the same old Bible verses and scriptures that you have um, been knowing, but you have to get back into the word of God and begin to learn newer Bible verses. God wants to give you fresh revelation for now, fresh encounters for now, for this moment, for this season. God wants to do something new and something fresh in your life. And this oil, for it to burn, it needed fresh oil. And I pray, church, to speak metaphorically, I pray that God will pour fresh oil on this Renaissance church today. I know you've been in a place where you're seeking God. God, do what you want to do for our time. God, do it now, Jesus. God, we're in a new season. We're in a new year right now, Father God. Do something fresh. Do something new. That's what God wants. But church, the question is, what are you pouring into your life? 
Because many times we want the move of God, but we're pouring toxic oil into our lives. We're pouring toxic content into our spirits and into our minds and into our souls. We're not connected to the things of God. Instead, we're connected to the things of the world, the things of the flesh. That is a, those are the things that are feeding our souls. And yet we expect to be on fire for God. Church, it's time for you to pour fresh oil in your life. It's time for you to adjust your prayer habits. There are some of you today, and I'm feeling this in my spirit right now, your prayer life right now has flamed out. Your prayer life right now has been dried out. And God is saying it's time for something fresh. It's time for something new. Fresh oil, church. And the last thing I want to focus on as we look at this lampstand and see the lessons that it teaches us about the move of God is, if you can go back to the text for me one more time, the purpose of the oil being poured into the lampstand was so that the lamb could keep on burning. God was very specific with that direction of why. How many of you love it when God tells you why? Sometimes he doesn't tell you. But when he tells you, pay attention. Right? And here God is like, this is why I want you to pour fresh oil in the lampstand. In verse 3, if you go back to the bottom half, he says, Aaron must keep the lambs burning in the Lord's presence all night. To keep the lambs burning in the Lord's presence all night. Another part said that the lampstands will continuously burn in the Lord's presence. This lamp was meant to stay on fire. It was not meant to flame out. It was not meant to be a little uh, flicker of flame. It was meant to be bright all the time. It was not meant to burn out. And church, as I close this message to encourage you today, I want to tell you that it is not God's will for you to be burned out. God does not want you burned out, but God wants you to burn bright. Listen, the times that we live in requires Christians who are glowing with the light of Jesus Christ. It requires believers and Christians who are on fire for God, who are burning so bright that the world can come and watch them burn. God is not calling us to be Christians who are walking around all burnt out by everything, burnt out spiritually, burnt out emotionally, burnt out mentally and physically. Is it important that you get your rest in? Yes, you, yes it is. But listen, we have to learn not to idolize self-care. Because in our generation sometimes, self-care is important. Hear me out. I'm a huge believer in Sabbath and resting. Yes. But sometimes we idolize self-care too much. We rest for too long. To the point where we become dead spiritually because we've been resting so long. And God is saying to you today, church. I want you to burn bright. That's why you need to pour fresh oil in your life. That's why you need to stay close to the presence of God. Because you 
are like that lampstand, that special lampstands that's near God's presence. That has to burn bright. The world needs you. This city, before I even go beyond the world, <laughs> our city needs you to burn bright. Maybe I'm talking to someone today who came to church and you are burnt out. You're here by the grace of God and praise God that you're here today, but you are burnt out because you've been staying away from his presence, because you've been pouring toxic things into your life. And now God is saying to you, that's the reason why you're burnt out. I'm here to tell you today that the fact that you're here is a miracle. That today is another day for you to light the flame back up and get back to work and get back to the mission and get back to the purpose that God has assigned over your life. Today is a new day for God to light you back up and help you burn brighter. Don't you burn out, church. Burn bright. It's a dark world that needs you to do that today. Can you bow your heads and close your eyes, please? I know we're going to go into worship, so is it okay if the worship team come up, Pastor Scott? I'm just going to pray, and then I'll transition over to Pastor Scott to close out this session. Thank you, Jesus. Church, can we just get into a place of prayer right now? Can we just clear our hearts and clear our minds? Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, I thank you today for your word that is so powerful, that is sharper than a two-edged sword. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that never leaves us nor forsake us, God. Thank you, Father God, for the work that you're doing. God, I pray for your people here at Renaissance Church. I pray that you will keep them close to your presence, God. Keep them close to the things of God. I pray for those who have distanced themselves or who have been distanced, whether it was intentional or unintentional, but they have been distanced from the things of God. Father, I pray that you will pull them back into where they need to be, God. Pull them back into that place, that secret place where they need to be with you, Lord Jesus. Not just because they're here on a Sunday morning, but where they need to be with you personally, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Lord God. Pull them back in today, Lord Jesus. Reconnect to your people, Holy Spirit. I ask you for those, God, who have been impacted by the toxic things they've been pouring into their lives, Lord Jesus. For those who have toxic thoughts in their minds or relationships that are toxic, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, that you'll begin to clean it out right now, Father God. Begin to just clean out the house, Lord Jesus. Begin to clean out their thoughts, Lord God, and give them the strategy they need, God, to, dis to, um, to um, reconnect back to you and disconnect themselves from this toxicity, Lord Jesus. I pray that right now in Jesus' name. May there be fresh oil that will be poured into them, God. 
fresh oil from the word of God, fresh oil from prayer, Lord Jesus, fresh oil from serving, Lord God, fresh oil from loving other people, Lord God, fresh oil from the outreaches, Lord Jesus, fresh oil, God. I pray let there be a fresh oil from heaven that will be poured into their souls in the name of Jesus Christ, Father. I pray for those right now, Father, who may have burned out, Lord God. We speak and declare right now that the flame, God, will be relit in this moment. In Jesus' name, Father God, let there be a spark in the name of Jesus, God, so they can burn. They can burn bright for you, Lord God. They can burn bright with your gospel, God. They can burn bright, God to be the light of the world you've called us to be, to be the city on the hill, Lord Jesus, to be bright in the midst of darkness, Father. I pray and declare that today. I pray for those who maybe they're not burnt out yet, but that flames are running low right now, Father. And they just need, God, that fresh boost, God, that fresh encounter. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray you will give them that today. We pray for this church and this pastor and these leaders in the name of Jesus Christ. Have your way, God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.